Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back into the 610 Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Hallahan, back here on this Friday evening discussing Penn State football. And tomorrow, the number three Michigan Wolverines will be taking on your number 10 Penn State Nittany Lions in Happy Valley um, in a whiteout atmosphere, which is a little weird that this game is is a noon kickoff and back-to-back years the whiteout game will be played um you know without a uh well last year actually i believe it was the minnesota game that the whiteout uh was played and the and the stripe out was the ohio state game so back-to-back years you know this whiteout game is not given the uh the pomp and you know, uh, it's flowers like it's usually given where it's a really big deal and it's a, uh, it's a spectacle to see, you know, Penn State going up against a top-ranked team, um, you know, or just a top opponent, rather, on a, on, a, on a night in Happy Valley. And albeit, I guess, they looked at it as it's going to be pretty cold weather-wise in November when this game is played, so why play it at night? But, I mean, you know, fans are going to be there. Uh, it's not going to be too terribly cold, I don't believe. should be in the 50s. But fans, you know, regardless, I mean, why not have it at night? I mean, you know, this is that's kind of ridiculous. That's That could be more of a... You know, some teams may look at that as a uh, as an advantage in the cold. Of course, you're playing Michigan, but regardless, I think it's kind of ridiculous that this isn't a, a night game. That college game day is not going to be in uh, in Happy Valley, and I feel like you know the fans back to back years getting shortchanged. Um, you know, with the whiteout experience. As a matter of fact, three years in a row we haven't had a true whiteout game since 2019 against Michigan. And Penn State won. I mean, 2020, you know, the COVID year. And then 2021, the game was played, I believe, against Indiana. And it wasn't uh, a huge deal. I think the stripe out then was against Michigan that year. And then last year, it was uh, the Minnesota game. And sure, you know, it was at night. and it was, But it was the same. The game was to the same uh, effect on Penn State's uh, playoff uh, amplifications as it was against Indiana. So why not have uh, Michigan at night um, in Happy Valley? I don't understand it. But that's not the only, uh, you know, storyline, and not that it's even a storyline. But um, Michigan, of course, will be without head coach Jim Harbaugh, as that uh, message came down today from the Big Ten that Harbaugh will be suspended for the rest of the regular season. I believe that means he will play or will coach, rather, in the Big Ten championship game if they make it that far, and will coach uh, in a bowl game. So, you know, um, definitely a suspension that the Big Ten felt they had to make due to the allegations of the sign stealing. And, um, I mean, listen, where I sit on this, sign stealing is always something that, you know, 
that uh, coaches that, that they have been doing. I mean, you heard J.J. Watt speak out on it that it's just called scouting. But it's to the extent that you do it. I mean, if you do it, you know, and you're just watching tape maybe on a game, that's one thing. But if you're going to great lengths to go to the game and buy a ticket for a scout so they can steal your uh, the opposing team's signs, that's, you know, kind of going to another level. And, um, I mean, listen, we know the Big Ten dropped the hammer down on Harbaugh for now. But, you know, they may come and say, you know what, it's, you know, it's uh, it's against the rule. I mean, I believe it is a rule, if I'm not mistaken. But, you know, what are they really, I, I'm just curious as to what the punishment should be. Are they going to vacate wins? I mean, come on. I don't, I don't necessarily see this as being a, a terrible, um, you know, just a, because teams do this. I mean, you know, and if, and I think Michigan has pointed out other teams like, yeah, well, guess what? If we're going down, we're taking everyone down with us. And I, to be honest with you, it would not surprise me if almost every single team in the big 10 doesn't get called out for it. Now I'd be interested to see, you know, how this may affect Penn state, but of course, uh, we'll cross that road, uh, when we get to it. But you know, how this is going to affect the game tomorrow overall. Um, I definitely see it, and I think the message um, that a lot of people are saying is, you know, Jim Harbaugh is is able to coach, you know, throughout the week. He's just unable to coach on game day. And I do think that there is some, you know, definitely... um, some some kind of you know gray area on not allowing him to coach um you know on game day and still be able to coach throughout the week because it's like what are you really doing at that point I mean he's still able to be there during practice I mean it's not like he's completely away from the team he's still there during practice and it's just on uh on the game day, it's going to be different. So with that being said, you know, Michigan, now, if this was a home game, I think that would be different. But since it's on the road in a hostile environment like Penn State, you know that the head coach is going to be called upon at certain points in time to kind of calm the troops down. And I definitely think that's where you're going to miss, where uh, Michigan is going to miss Harbaugh. Now, in the sense that will this have an effect on their game planning, getting, you know, the uh, J.J. McCarthy ready and the offensive strategy, I don't think that's going to be an issue. But when it comes down to in-game decisions, it may be. Now, Michigan does have the advantage of, and this is both a mental aspect of the players, and, um, you know, just overall that they've been here before. Harbaugh was suspended earlier uh, in the season for the first three games. Now, granted, those first three games of the season for Michigan uh, were not, you know, any kind of uh, big, big heavyweight, uh, you know, games. They played East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green. Now, I hope to God Penn State is not going to come out and perform as poorly as ECU, UNLV, or Bowling Green. But, you know, I'm seeing a lot of people saying, hey, if 
if this were, if I were a Michigan fan, I'd be a whole heck of a lot more concerned with not having Harbaugh on the sidelines tomorrow if they weren't facing James Franklin and Penn State. So now this is where I get into the conversation of, okay, this is a huge opportunity for Franklin. Franklin, his last big game that he won was against Michigan in 2019. I know the Rose Bowl was a big deal last year, but you know, let's face it, in terms of a big, you know, top uh, four team, top five team in the country, going up against Michigan is a big, big game. And again, the last time he won one of these was against Michigan in 2019. Um, and I don't need, and I don't remember off the top of my head where Michigan was at that point because I don't believe they played like a top ten team throughout the rest of the season. But you know, I definitely think that that was the last time against a ranked opponent going into a game and and just you know the game itself having to play against a really good opponent that's the last time James Franklin has won one of these games so there's a lot riding on him whether or not he can still get the job done like we saw in 2016 and 2017 so that um with that being the case Franklin here is very much, uh, I think a lot of eyes are on him. I think he's very much, not necessarily obviously on the hot seat, but I think the eyes pouring down from a national perspective, from, you know, maybe just, uh, just a local perspective, um, and for sure from a local perspective, there it's going to be big. Um, and people are counting him and Penn State out. So we'll see how Penn State responds. You know, they got a... Uh, a punch in the gut against Ohio State just a few weeks ago, and now they're given the opportunity to say, "Okay, well, we've got another op- opportunity here tomorrow. Dust ourselves off." You know, it's nice to think that we're going to go in and and win every single game throughout the season, but obviously we're not going to, and we got to put this past us. Now, the thing with Penn State going into tomorrow that I think a lot of people are going to have their eyes glued on is how this offense is going to perform against a top defense. Michigan has a very, very stout defense. This is a very uh, tough team to go against. Michigan has given up, uh, I think, the the largest amount of points is 13 against Purdue. Now, granted, they have not faced opponents with high-powered offenses or offenses, I think, even you know touching uh, the caliber that Penn State can, but... You know, Penn State, and that's not to say Penn State is an offensive juggernaut because they're not, and we know they're not, and they seem to fall away in big games. They have been the last three years, maybe even a lot further for all all I'm concerned. So we'll see what Penn State can come out with. We'll see what they can do. You know, Drew Aller, um, he obviously, I think the competitor in him, remembering that Ohio State game, how poorly not only he played, but the entire offense as a whole Hopefully he goes out there and says, you know what, I'm putting that behind me. I'm going out and I'm making these plays. I mean, we've seen Theo Johnson the last couple weeks become such a factor uh, in the offense. I'd like to see how they try and build on him. Keandre Lambert-Smith, who had such a huge week um, last week, big game against Maryland. We'll see what he has in store uh, tomorrow as well. Um, And I think that's going to be, you know, exciting to see. Because um, I'm excited to, of course, you know, check out the the um, 
creativity that Penn State tries to come out with because you didn't see a whole lot of that against Ohio State. And I'd like to see how maybe, um, you know, James Franklin improves on his uh, possible, you know, um, in-game decisions and how much better uh, they will be. So, you know, on the injury report, as from what I've seen yesterday, um, or excuse me, today, November 10th, so Chop Robinson still listed on the injury report, definitely a big name to note. Now, looking in the defensive side of the ball, I hope Manny Diaz has those guys ready to go. They showed me a lot last week against Maryland. Now, Michigan's obviously not Maryland. Um, Penn State's going to be ha- going to have to be, have to be a lot more stout against the run. I mean, big time, big time against the run. Uh, you know, and I cannot stress this enough. That defensive line is going to have to come up big. You know, I thought they did a good job against Maryland last week without Chop Robinson, but like I said, Michigan's big up front. We know this, so Penn State's going to need a big, big effort, big effort on that defensive line, um, and hopefully they'll be able to get that. Hopefully they'll be stout. I mean, those D tackles are going to be, there's going to be a lot asked of them, um, you know, coming up this weekend. They're going to have to grow up uh, big time. Not that I don't think they're up for the task, because I believe they are, and I think Manny Diaz is available to get uh, to, to, to get creative and, and, you know, dig deep into their depth, but this Penn State defense they're going to have to be ready to go. I mean, your horses at the linebacker position, Curtis Jacobs, Abdul Carter. This is where Abdul Carter, I think you're going to need to see him have a have a game here tomorrow. Hopefully he's able uh, to do that. You know, and uh, and your defensive ends, I mean, Danny Denise Sutton, going to need to see him do something tomorrow. Zariah Fisher as well. But like I said, your big boys in the middle, you know, your Hakeem Beeman, Devon Ellis, um, just to name a few, you're going to need to see them step up big and especially guys that are going to rotate in um, as well as Kalen King and he got torched against Marvin Harrison Jr. and this is a kid King I think he's you know I don't think he's gotten the attention I believe a lot of us were expecting because of just how you know good he uh, has um, has been in the past I don't think he's gotten a ton of attention you know in terms of draft stock so this is a huge opportunity for him tomorrow I believe he'll be target again uh you know matched up against roman wilson hopefully he'll be uh up for the task but all right everyone thanks for tuning into the 610 podcast i'm your host jay hollihan happy that everyone tuned in um we'll be back on sunday to recap i won't be around tomorrow but i'll be back sunday to talk about it um win or lose and uh hopefully win but we know that what penn state can do they just need to calm down and do it. And before I leave, I'd say one thing, and I know this is late, and I'm not, you know, speaking uh, to the team or anything, obviously, and this isn't being sent to James Franklin. But I will say this: keep in mind this when you, you know, dissect this game tomorrow. Is there too much, too much, of an emphasis on beating these top teams? And I know that might sound silly. But think about it. Think about how you see them perform against lesser teams and see how they perform against greater teams. Does the thought process need to change at some point up in Happy Valley? 
Thanks everyone for tuning in, and as always, I'll talk to you next time. Thank you.